Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Off Script with Pastor Jared. I am he. So we are here today to uh, talk a little bit about some church strategy. I had a thought in my mind, really like a, uh, not a vision, but just sort of a a picture played out in my mind of how churches tend to operate. And I thought that uh, it might be helpful for us to think about, um, I was, I was looking at some sports analogies and I came across this in my mind of thinking about the difference between pro and college and the the way that the pros operate and what their success looks like and how they pursue success versus college. And uh, just so you know, I, I, when I think of college sports, I think of college football most and then college basketball second. And then when I think of the pros, I think of the NFL and the NBA. So I think those are going to be the best examples that I'm drawn from in my mind. But just think with me for a second here, sort of about how these pro and college sports operate. Then I'll, then I'll take it to the church metaphor. If you're watching the NBA and you are looking at sort of how success is measured, it's in championships. And, and that's the same with Super Bowls in the NFL, but especially in your major market areas. Think of the LA Lakers or think of um, the New York, uh, the Brooklyn Nets this year. They've loaded up their roster. They've got Kevin Durant and they've got Kyrie Irving for now. And they've got uh, James Harden and they got Blake Griffin and they went through everything to get these players all on the same team because they want to win right now. Los Angeles Lakers did the same thing. They cleaned house so they could get LeBron James and then they, um, made a championship run with he and Anthony Davis a couple years ago, and then now they're coming back. They cleaned most of the rest of their roster out, and they've got Russell Westbrook and, um, and you know, Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard and, and all the, the big names and the aged guys and stuff. But basically what they do, and they're not the only team that does this, most of your major market teams, every single year they try to be relevant and they try to get to the top and they try to win a championship, and being irrelevant for a few years is just not acceptable. That's the case with Golden State Warriors. You know, they've got Steph and Clay and Draymond and and all of their their team up there. They're used to championships. And so if any of those teams become irrelevant, any of these major teams, what do they do? They make moves as soon as possible. They clear cap space. They pursue the star that is up for free agency. And, you know, they don't take no for an answer. They go for it. And everything is about getting, you know, now they say in the NBA, you got to have at least two big major stars. And then you got to have a third very good player that pops in and out of all stars to really make a run for the championship. You got to have a big three. That's what they've been saying for years now. And so they do everything possible to make that happen. Compare that with college. Uh, Think about college football, college basketball. How long do the, the players stay in college sports? I mean, if you have a great player, they may stay one year. In in the NBA, your greatest players surpass college. They don't even go, but that's beside the point. If you're looking at very good players, they may go one, two, three years and then leave early to go to the NFL or NBA. Sometimes you'll get a very good player that stays four years, but even your best players, four years, and if you redshirt them, maybe five years. 
So at the most, you're getting somebody four or five years, and then they're off. You're, they're off to the next thing. And so college sports is not about stars. It's not about star power. It's about recruitment. It's about a program. It's about training up. It's about assembling a culture of winning and a, building a program that creates high-quality people, not just one time, every year. The goal is to be relevant every year, the same in NBA, the same in college, but the approach has to be very different. In college, you can't just go out and clean house and, and you know trade players and there's no cap space and there's no free agency. You have to develop talent. You have to send, you have a, a person on your staff that you send out to high school football games and he's watching tape from guys sometimes in late middle school. And you're watching guys come up from high school and you're evaluating them and they're scouting reports and you're visiting them probably in their junior year, senior year. They know who you are. You've met with them. You've gone to their home. And then recruitment uh, signing day comes. They make their decision. I'm going to the University of blank. And they're there and they go. And then now they're a freshman. You train them up and it's a process of getting them into the starting job. And there's a strength coach and there's a this and there's that. And there it's everything. It's a whole process. Okay. Let's bring it around to the point. I think the healthy church model, the lesson that I want us to learn from this is that really there's a lot more health and benefits if we pattern our churches off of more of what the college model does than what the professional model does. So the goal of a church should not be to make the big splash, the biggest hire, the big accumulate the biggest and brightest stars and try to be, you know, popular, relevant every year. And if not, we'll clean house and we'll do what we got to do. We'll change, we'll change our model. We'll change our roster. We'll do what we have to do. We'll, we'll spend money, no expense. We'll do what we got to do to be relevant. And we're going to constantly change this and that. And the set design is going to change. The music style is going to change. The, the history is going to change, whatever. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll wipe the slate clean and we'll bring in the big gurus and the big names and we'll be back next year better than ever. Constant, constant innovation and change. I think that's a recipe for failure for a church. A church ought to think more like the college program in that we've got to be recruiting and training leaders from the ground up. That's called discipleship. We have a word for that. It's called discipleship, where we take people who are at the very beginning of their, of their faith walk and we journey with them, we grow them up. And then we see those people take roles of service. And then we see those people uh, disciple other people. And then that person disciples another person. And then uh, it's, it's a building process. People that were once sitting on the sidelines become Sunday school teachers and Bible study leaders, or they serve in, on this committee or that team and, and they're getting excited and they're getting more involved and they're recruiting and people are telling other people about your church word of mouth and they're, they're coming and they're hearing and they're joining. I, I think that's such a much better model. And then to think of just another huge difference is that college football, one of the 
best things about it is it's rooted in tradition. That's what we love about college football is that it has some historical roots. It doesn't feel like it's new every year. College football versus uh, the NFL is so different. You don't talk about tradition and pageantry and history in the NFL, but you do in college. I'll tell you what, I'm a, I'm a University of Tennessee fan, okay? I've said it out loud. I'll say it again. Some years it's rough. Uh, this year is okay. We're, we're alive. But, you know, I, I get, if you try to take away the tradition for me of singing Rocky Top after a touchdown, or you try to tell me that our mascot, Smokey, is dumb, and we need a different dog, you know, we don't need that blue tick coon hound. We need a different dog. Or, you know, we said, we're not going to run through the T anymore on the entrance. We're going to do something. Or, you know, orange is, uh, you know, it's really outdated. We're going to change over to like a green or something. I would be upset with you because that's a tradition. That's a history that's valuable to me. And guess what? Churches have those too. Uh, there, every church has its own tradition, but there is the tradition of the church as well. And there's value in connecting ourselves to our past as a church and showing where we came from and showing why we believe what we do and why these traditions that we have, what they're connected to. That's how you build a culture. That's how you build a deep abiding culture. And that's how you connect generations to generations. Uh, because guess what? When I sat down with my grandfather, who's no longer with us, and we, and we would, you know, shout, go Rocky Top, and we would sing Rocky Top after touchdowns, that bound us together because it was something he had growing up, and it's something I have growing up, and I'm going to tell my son about it, and he's going to have it growing up. So it's a, it's, it can be the same in the church where we sing some, some songs need to last for a long time. Some songs need to be there and are transferred down. Some traditions are good. They're not necessarily all bad and they're good. And a culture binds a people together. And so we need that in the church. Not every you know, two or three years do we need to rehash our vision and our mission and say again who we are. Sometimes it's who we are because it's what the Bible says. And we just need to do that and build this program from the ground up. You know, another Another similarity between a healthy church and college sports is the idea that every few years, really every year, you're going to send out your best because who's leaving to go to the NFL? It's not your worst. It's your best players that are leaving and they're leaving early. They're not, they're not sticking around. If, you're, if you've got a player that's great, chances are they're going to leave early and they're going to go to the NFL. Well, guess what in a church? Guess who your best people often are? The ones who are going to seminary, they're leaving. The ones going to the mission field, they're, they're going overseas. They're joining another ministry down, you know, down the road who's, uh, you know, working in a downtown ministry, a homeless ministry, a soup kitchen. They're, they're catching a vision for something else outside and they're, and they're responding to God's call and they're going. Well, a healthy church does that. You send people out your best people and they go. And so, you know, in your pro sports, you hold on to your superstars. You do everything you can to treat them like royalty and make them stay. But in college sports, you know, you've only got your best team. Even your best team only lasts about two years. And then it's, you got to have some next man up mentality. Who's up? Who's behind him? Who have we trained up? Who's behind the sound person? Who's behind the slides person? Who's going to run camera if you're out? Who's going to, who's can preach other than the pastor? Uh, do we have any, who's developing our teachers? 
You know, do we have, is it the same five Sunday school teachers? It was this year as it was five years ago. Is it the same? Or do we have new people being trained in teaching? Uh, or is it the same people running the food pantry? Or are there other excited people joining our fellowships? Who's running our fellowships? Is it the same five people that are setting up the church fellowships? Or is it, is it the same or is it new people? This is what you got to be asking if you're more like a college program than if you are like an NBA or an NFL or a pro program. In the pros, it's okay. You hold on to your talent with dear life. You pay them well and you never, and you, you do everything you can to stay like that and you reinvent if you have to. In the college, it's about training, recruitment, building a program, a culture that's going to reproduce itself. And so I just had that thought in my head and I thought that might be helpful to pass along to you guys. Hopefully that was somewhat helpful for you today uh, as we think about church and the way we operate and sort of our mindset and strategies. So hope you guys have a wonderful day. Hope it was a blessing to you. See you next time on Off Script.